0: ESPN, 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill.
1: Hello, sports fans. Whoa, hello
0: there. Local sports, national sports. The G Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Hola,
2: amigos, and we are live at Katie's 3701 Iberville in Mid-City. It is Thursday, Todd Graffanini, which means that we are, of course, Enjoying the second week of our Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. You like how I came up with that? Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. i tell you
3: guys You should. You should be writing scripts Marketing. for Hollywood producers.
2: I, I've been Church. saying that a ton. Huh? Scott you're Craig, did you like that? At you're, all?
4: you're amazingly talented, I, man. It's that brother Martin Love, man.
2: I, I actually didn't even ask Scott. I just said we're doing Thursdays with the crew of <laughs> uh, t-
4: I trust you, bro. That's why we're partnering. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> kind of how it works
2: like that. Scott, over to my right, the graph over to my left. You cannot miss us right when you walk in here on the corner of uh, Iberville, 37-1 Iberville. It's uh, Telemachus. 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 You walk in, we're right to the left. So try not it, to run into the table. No, I'm kidding. You got some space here. It's nice. It's yeah.
4: really Telemachus. But in, no, Telemachus? Telemachus. But in New Orleans, it's Telemachus. Okay. We have our different pronunciations. Is it Calliope so, or Calliope? I, I say Calliope. It is Calliope, but I say it Calliope. Is Calliope? It, is. it is Calliope? yes. But I've said Telemachus. Is there another,
5: is there another street two. that... Uh...
4: Melpomene?
3: Oh. Melpomene? To chop No, you got to I'm it. joking.
2: See, that's why I just live on Shirley. You know what I'm saying? It makes it real easy to do that. Um, Plum for me. Of course, welcome to the show, though. Again, we will be yeah. over here for, you know, next three hours, and... Scott, one of the things that I've been doing for the last couple of days is looking at the menu, cause yes. I, you know, the Francesca Deli menu.
4: It's off the chain. It, it's really good. It's I, made I, I me tried, I,
2: I tried the Cajun Cuban graph. Which is a Cuban. You know what a Cuban is, I right? Do. You got, I do. Well, uh, Scott decided to throw some Couchon delay on there. Uh, nothing wrong with that? <laughs> As a matter of fact, you, I don't know if you saw, uh, I only ate half, Scott. I was only able to eat half. So, uh, I brought the other half to Joe Cardosi for game six. Nice and he enjoyed the other half in the Pelicans Radio Network booth studio. Yes. Is that the debris fries? That, just that, is, the, or just regular that fries? is the
4: garlic feta fries. Oh, the garlic feta fries. I got that idea. I was eating garlic feta fries somewhere about ten years ago. Right. And I said, wow, these could be so much better. And I came back and made those. and They're one of the hottest items on the menu. I got you. Um, you know Coach Mark Schlesinger.
2: Head basketball coach of the UNL I teams. do.
3: You know he has his own dish here? I did not. The My Oysters boy,
2: Schlesinger. Char-grilled with creamy Prevelle, right?
3: That's at St. Louis. Shrimp. It is.
2: Shrimp. It is. Spinach and bacon.
4: That sounds great. Very, that sounds <laughs> decadent. Great story. <laughs> okay. He and I were eating oysters about 10 years ago. Okay. We were eating the char-grilled oysters one night, and he says, These need a sauce. A sauce. So I went okay. in the back, and I made a shrimp and spinach, basically a bechamel, but with Provel cheese, because I like to throw that in anything, because it's such creamy, awesome cheese, but it normally goes on our pizza. And I brought that out, and he goes, hmm, it needs bacon. Bacon.
2: Anything that you can put bacon. See, me and the intern have an issue with this. I think bacon on anything makes it great. Oh, I have a he pile put, of bacon He fat. won't put bacon on a burger.
4: Oh, I have a pile of bacon fat that I cook with. Anything I cook with, bacon fat. <laughs> bacon fat. Bacon Graf, fat.
2: do you like bacon on anything?
4: Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. You're too skinny to prove that, man. <laughs> hey, man.
2: It takes I, work. I got I
4: On gotta, the other hand.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. What about the seafood healthy? beignet? I've been looking at that, too. How did you
4: decide the, that? Oh, the crawfish beignet. That's yeah. a great story. huh. I'm at Jazz Fest, uh-huh. and I'm completely bagged up, and I was eating the crawfish bread. And once again, I said, oh, my gosh, this could be so much better. <laughs> so when I got back here that afternoon, still bagged up, uh-huh. I walked into the kitchen and said,
2: move. Everybody I'm got making something.
4: <laughs> so I took pizza dough uh-huh. and sauteed some crawfish, threw a bunch of cheeses in there, jalapenos, uh, caramelized onions, which I actually caramelized with agave nectar to make them sweeter, wrapped it all up. Threw it in the deep fryer and boom, that came out. And one of my wait staff said, "Man, it needs a sauce." It needs a sauce. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> says it needs a sauce. Right. So I quickly made a an a um, aioli uh, with crushed jalapenos. Aioli's another thing you can put on anything. And yes, man. Yeah. Crushed jalapenos, thyme, and and uh, crushed red pepper. Mm-hmm. And I threw and I, I, I use I actually use the pickled jalapenos because I need the juice right. to thin out the sauce. Threw that on there and bam. All great things come out of a altered mind.
2: Or well, you've had one too many like me. Like, that's, that's why I come correct. up with a lot of my ideas. Um I was actually thinking, Todd, and I know you want to look at the menu here a little bit later here as well as Mrs. Graff probably want a little something.
3: She's already requested <laughs> before I even got in the car to come over here. Yes, um, so I have to bring something I think back here. I'm home. going with the funky
2: Fontana. Fried oysters, Couchon delay, bacon, smothered in that creamy Prevail.
4: It's actually a Schlesinger It's yeah. the Schlesinger sauce. Yeah.
2: Shrimp and spinach sauce. So, yes, yeah, so, so we got oyster Schlesinger but on a sandwich with Couchon delay.
4: And I have a cardiologist on call. (laughs) Correct. Dude, it's
2: incredible. We have a cardiologist on
4: call. He's on a, for anyone that has a heart attack while eating here.
2: Does that same cardiologist, uh, the availability is there for Saints fans who are still doing the old Fred Sanford, you know, one hand on the heart, the other resting on a shoulder. The fact that Tyron Matthew officially signed with the New Orleans Saints. Let me interrupt. Speak or think of another signing that has been welcomed with that much enthusiasm no, or passion.
4: But the next person yeah. that compares this to signing Joe Burrow <laughs> is going to need a cardiologist. Okay, I understand. Because that. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Signing Tyron Matthew is amazing, man. I mean, he's a great player. The Saints, I think they had it planned when they drafted. Because um, some of their drafts, draft choices are, you know, tad bit questionable. But, uh-huh. but, I trust in what they do. I trust that staff. So they had Tyron Matthew in the bag. So I think it's an amazing signing. But signing Joe Burrow yeah. would be
2: well. That's franchise. 10 years Altering. of Super Bowls. <laughs> For sure. As I, uh, You and I, well, I was going to say, you and I were together on Fulton Street, right, the day that Zion oh, was drafted. Yes. And I was thinking about this. I was talking with somebody about this at the gym. About the enthusiasm and the parallels to different things of of having somebody welcome into your point, Joe Burrow, what it meant to Cincinnati, and, and obviously yes. two years later than the Super Bowl. But what, what's incredible is, and whether it's Zion or whether it's Joe, they entered or left wherever they was in college in a completely different light. Like the thing that's fascinating to me is he's probably one of the most popular LSU players to have ever played. Right? Would you agree with me on that? Yeah, so okay. would. He only wore number seven one year. But we almost think of him as the, you know, Ward forever. He never even finished at LSU. No. Which is incredible. He left, you know, it, it, he got dismissed from the team.
4: And Amazing. to circle
2: all the way back around to where literally Nick Underhill posted the link on his phone and Tyron Matthew actually quoted it and laughed at it. The jersey sales link when it went live from the Saints yesterday yeah, crashed.
3: Crashed, yep. crashed,
2: yeah. It's just incredible. I think, like, again, you were there Unfolded. Place went nuts. at Zion. But it was the expectation level leaving Duke the, the hope of, of a tomorrow. Joe Burrow, you know, Walking off the field, or you know, in the dome as a national champion. When we see him again this year, that's how we'll remember him. Right. That wasn't Tyron Matthew, you know. But yet, so many people wanted him. I, I've never, I can't think of another athlete like that, that's had that up and down yet circle of a career to where he's beloved here. Tom.
4: Character. He found, he found personal focus and character a little bit later right. in life. He went through. A lot of trials and tribulations to, to get where he is. And that makes it even more impressive that Tyron Matthew is the man that he is today. Because if you listen to, to Jordy and, you know, and stuff like that, he talks about Tyron Matthew maybe becoming head coach at LSU someday or, you know, he's, he's that kind of person now. And that makes me want to meet the man and shake his hand and say, congratulations. I'm proud of you, man, because he's turned his life around. And, you know, a lot of most people would have crashed and burned at that point. But not Tyron Matthew. I think it, it shows a lot of character.
3: Uh, I just think it was impressive also that during his presser yesterday that he mentioned that this was ultimately going to happen. This is something that he's been thinking about for yeah. a while, that he wanted to come back home. And it really is, you can't compare even Joe Burrow or Z- any of this, this is unique yeah. because he is from here. Right. Joe Burrow's not from here. Right. He's from Ohio. Zion Williamson's from South Carolina, and he was drafted. Or, or he was, you know, we got him in a lottery. Right, right. But this is totally different. And it is truly a homecoming for, I, I was going to say young man, but, you know, he still is relatively well, young. Yes. Even yeah. though he's been I in the league. I I was 30. Yeah, yeah me no too. Even though he's been in the it league for a while. He's
2: lived a long life, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, already when you think about it. Gus Catgill, Ty Graffini, Scott Craig, uh, here at Katie's. It is our second Thursday with the crew of Katie's. We're at Katie's, 37 to 1 Iberville. You know, I was thinking as well, speaking with the same individual this morning, I'm like, dude, where we are right now as a city and a fan base, it's really incredible. Obviously you're wearing your Pelican shirt. The excitement level for the fall is, one that I, I'm trying to think of the last time it was sort of like that. Now, Todd, you worked with the Hornets at the time when they came up a game short of the Western Conference Finals. Chris Paul was the runner up to, uh, Kobe Bryant, you know, for the MVP of the league. And we thought, man, I mean, right. the, the Hornets were about to be incredible. And man, look, that was, that was when Sean Payton and the Saints were starting to become a consistent winner. I, I think I have to go back to that time, but even then, this is different. This feels different. This is a new regime in football on the other side of the parking lot from where you go. And then on your side of the parking lot, it, it, there is hope and promise, but I think it's a different foundation. That's what I've been making the case yesterday with Ali Kelsell. This feels different, right? It seems like there's a foundation in place and in principle. It's not based on a name or a star. It's based on something different, huh? Well, I,
3: I mean, I can tell you personally, this is the first offseason that I've had where I know who the coach is going to be <laughs> <Right>. next year. <laughs> right. So, I mean, <laughs> I just finished three years in the league, and I've had three different head coaches. I didn't Crazy. even meet one of them personally yeah. until this year, which was Stan Van Gundy. So, no, just continuity is yeah. going to be key. Uh, you've got most of the roster. Pretty much already signed and sealed for next year. There's going to be some tweaks. There always needs to be tweaks. You're always trying to get better.
4: But here's the big question, Graf. What do they do with Zion? Oh, my. Because they're going to have to pay him a ton of money, and I'm sure there will be some stipulations in that contract. But do we sign him or do we not sign him and try to find another all-star, take his place? We are going to get a high draft pick. We don't know who that's going to be yet, right. but what do we do? I personally have been pounding the drums to trade Zion since last year. Um, I've taken a lot of heat for that, but I was also a person that after the draft said, uh, I like John Morant better. I said it on, on another show, right. and turns out that's working out really well for Memphis. But this has to work out for the Pelicans, and we really need this to work out because I think they are a star away right, from being a top three team in the West.
2: Well, what's interesting, we were talking about this yesterday along those lines, Todd, of what is the next thing that the Pels sort of need, and I asked Ali and Scott and Sean as well, and I think what's interesting is every time I would ask or I would say just in general, whether it's a point guard or something like that, Todd, Zion... Actually brings that back. The amount of people yesterday that called the show, whether it was guests or callers, that said, "Stay pat." Like you would have never thought. No. I mean, we've had off seasons I where it's, "I need there, this, yeah. I need that." Right. We need, we this. need uh, you uh, this. You trade this. You trade that. In this what, case, dude, I told you. You know this. You called the games. It's a very uncomfortable space in a good play, in a good way. But yeah, I'm like, I man, guess you have
4: to be careful but, what you say. But what me. I'm
2: saying though is, like, I look at Todd. I'm like, dude. In games five and six, if Zion plays, I think they win those games. I don't know what that means. I don't know if we're close to the first seed. I don't know if we're close to contending or competing, but, but I, I have a hard time not seeing if he plays those all. 20 yeah. points. Well, that's what I mean. Right, I'm talking right, about right. the Zion that played last two years ago. Correct, right, correct. If that guy was in that game, you can't double B.I. You can't double C.J. McCollum that no. way. And he, because of the way his game is, can get his scoring off of putbacks, off like he's not a ball centric guy, so I actually think he is what the Pelicans need and miss, which is why it's exciting to me.
3: He's look, he's unguardable, he plays bully ball. There's nobody on Phoenix's team that could have guarded him. Exactly. That I could tell you. But you can't just you can't stay pat. That's just not how it works. No, right.
2: But you know what you look, know what I mean. I, I know what, what you mean, say, right? but
3: when people say stay in Pat, the Atlanta Hawks stood pat look where they are what what where did it get them this year they were in the eastern conference finals last year and they figured hey we're gonna roll this back we're good and um they didn't take the regular season seriously and they got beat up a bunch during this year and they basically moonwalked into the play-in and they won the play-in because they're talented enough to do that but they were bounced by Miami easily. I mean, it wasn't even a series. Yeah, I want to So, you, you, you know, you always have to tweak. You always are trying to get better. Now, <laughs> I made the major mistake of watching the third quarter of Game 6 versus the Phoenix Suns yesterday because I was a little <laughs> bored and I wanted to kind of relive the memory. Bad idea. Yeah. No. Bad idea.
2: Hey, Tony Brothers, was, ten, he, was he official ten, in that game?
3: Yes, he was. Was he the official last night? Yes, he was. <laughs> a 10-point a lead disappeared uh, so quickly yeah. because of certain things that were called on the court that, again, watching them again. I, I'm glad John DeShazer is there yeah. to kind of calm me down. Calm me down. Sure. I don't like him anymore. But... <laughs> Some of the things that I was watching yesterday that I just relived again because you're in the moment, you don't really think about what you're watching, was absolutely ludicrous. Ludicrous. That fifth foul on C.J. McCollum was a joke. It was a joke. No doubt. Well, we'll talk a little bit
2: about that and obviously the rest of the pails. Hey, the graph is here for a sec, at least until Scott brings him his food. If you got any questions or you want to comment on anything Pelicans basketball, the graph's here. Let's chat a little bit about it. Coming up at 12.45, Mike Riser. Head coach of the Southeastern Lions. Southland Conference is interesting. Mike Silva, first place colonel's head baseball coach for Nichols. He will join us. That's my guest. Then Scott and I will be chit-chatting the rest of the way. We'll hear from Tyron Matthew and stop on by. It's the Sports Hangover Live at Katie's 37-1 Iberville on ESPN New Orleans. Oh, somebody, no.
1: Since 1948. At 74 years, Alaria Brothers has been in the commercial fishing and shrimping supply business, stocking large selections of 12-volt electrical and hydraulic single and double drum winches, and hydraulic motors with brakes, beltless clutches, and pumps with brackets. They also carry hydraulic stainless steel skimmer winches, hydraulic valves, and hydraulic steering for up to 65-foot boats. Also, a huge assortment of crab traps and crab trap wire, stocking nylon plastic and knotless webbing. You heard about that new webbing, platina, and knotless dyneema, Alaria Brothers also stocked sharktail netting that's reinforced with stainless steel wire. They stock four different sizes of galvanized stabilizers. Also stocking a large variety of fiberglass cloth, including resin gel coat, and other supplies needed for fiberglassing. Lost an anchor? Ilario Brothers stocks anchors from five pounds to one hundred pounds. Visit Alario Brothers before the season begins That's Alario Brothers, eight ninety-four Avenue A West. We go online at alariobrothers
0: Toma. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. How can we be excited about a show
1: where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau.
2: 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. You know, earlier this week, I, uh, Todd Graffinini's to my left, voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. Pels fans, if you want to chime in, you just want to tell Todd he does a good job, <laughs> he'll take that as well. Flattery is never, never yeah. enough, at least for me. It will get, get you mindset. everywhere. Absolutely. So if you'd like to chime in, feel free to do so. Also, um, if you have anything you want to continue to talk about with the Pels, we can do that here as well. But I, I said earlier this week I wanted uh, – who's your MVP? What's the moment of the season you remember? Things of that nature. Right. Todd, I'm going to use one of your calls because to me – Every time I think of one of the best moments this season, it's this guy. Twenty-five left, third quarter. Oh, steal! Taking Herb, it Herb. Take it, Herb goes behind, behind the the around
5: back. the back. Oh, and the reverse, Herbert K. Jones, you just do it, boy. He just
3: did it all, all of it, With whether around the back, dribble.
5: That's the Herb highlight.
2: So he was my MVP, Todd. Now look, I, I completely understand Brandon Ingram's importance. I understand that without him, I think the Pels won three games, two games, whatever.
3: No, they, they won more. No, I,
2: I, I get it. But at the same time, a second round pick has become so the, the fabric of this team. Okay. A little on the court. You could probably detail certain things that he does. They sold his shirt at the arena. Like, think about that. The impact this player had helped kind of sow the seeds of the fabric of what David Griffin said on Friday. He's never seen anything like this. The fan base isn't about Zion while we like the Pels. That was expected. The reason people love this team is because of another guy we'll talk about in a quick sec. But Herb Jones, like, that that's why I give him the MVP. B.I. has been here. Fan base has never been like that. That's not saying that's him. I'm just saying the way this guy played literally brought people together and started the seeds of a love affair.
3: Would you agree? I I will say this. On the court, Brandon Ingram was – At least in the first two months, if he wasn't playing, the Pelicans had zero chance of winning. Right. Zero. And the record was, (laughs) like you said. Right. Herb played pretty much from second game on. He missed just a handful of games. Not many, right? I think you could count them on one hand, the amount of games that he missed. Go back to the first game in Phoenix when we were in the midst of going 1-12. and We were in the middle of that long losing streak, and we're in Phoenix, and Phoenix is full strength in Phoenix. And what I'm telling you, we're kicking their butt. We turned them over I think 10 times in the first half, Mm -hmm. and Herb Jones had a lot to do with that. Again, this is a kid who's playing his seventh, eighth game in his NBA career. Right. Well, he, we just start the third quarter, and we're up double digits. Herb gets a steal, makes a layup, and we're up, again, 12, 14 points in the third. And, I mean, we are kicking Phoenix's butt. One possession later, Jonas Valanciunas and Herb Jones are going after a ball, and Jonas friendly fires Herb yep. in the temple. Yep. And basically a concussion. knocked him out. Right. Didn't play the rest of that game. Didn't play the next game due to friendly fire. Well, when Herb Jones went out of that game, the game completely flipped. Right. Completely flipped. And we're sitting there going, Daniel and I are on a road going, my goodness, Herb Jones... He's got a lot to do with what's going on down there, and you didn't realize it because he was always playing. Right, and then when he was not available at all, you saw it. You did. Tracy. So Langdon. I'll give you. I'll give you that. Tracy yes. Langdon
2: was sitting in in, in uh, Daniel's executive office when we were chatting right, right. before the uh, the game against San Antonio, and I specifically asked him about Herb. You know, because you've envisioned this. I mean, that, that's that's not the norm, right? Normally, second round picks don't make the team. top much less... They're not
3: guaranteed right. to make the team. Right, exactly.
2: <laughs> you're a so, first-round
3: pick, you're guaranteed. Right, but even regardless, most Correct. of the
2: time, I mean, in our history, since when you worked for the Hornets and I worked for the Hornets, I mean, normally your second-round picks don't make the roster. So, it was nuts to see that when I asked him about it, he said, he kind of chuckled, and he goes, no, Griff and I did not envision Herb Jones seeing the court. Like, we, G-League, you know, and he said... And Herb even said that he looked at this season as a redshirt season to get stronger, learn the game, maybe play in the G League, things of that nature. And he said, Willie came up to us in Summer League, and he said after a couple of practices, he told us he was going to start. We kind of, you know, we didn't want to be disrespectful, kind of, he said. He's like, but, um, and then we got to Nashville, and he said it, right. and we saw it. but. That I, I tell that story because when he said it, that's the kind of insight stuff that I think Pell's fans love to hear about why Willie Green is so important to this team here as well. We saw Sean Payton for years, I think, coach off his gun. He established that that way of thinking and that building. Once practices began, how you got there didn't matter. And, and credit, because, Todd, you've covered sports a long time, bro. You've seen coaches – Keep players, and, 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 and several times this season, Willie had a chat with Devontae Gray, and Willie had a chat with Garrett, you know, Temple, like, he coached what he saw. And sometimes it's hard, and in professional basketball it's even harder, right? But he coached what he saw, and to see the vision that Herb Jones can help my team, and he stuck with it, but more importantly, that the front office respected him to take, to let him do it. But man, that, that's crazy when you think of the, the influx.
3: I'm going to sum up Willie Green very succinctly. Mm -hmm. Josh Hart wanted to quit the game of basketball last year. Did not want to play again. His renewed love of not only the game of basketball, but also playing for a coach like Willie Green, who, and Josh said, he let me be the type of player that I think that I am, he let me be free, right. basically, and do the type of things that he did, which Josh, before he was traded, was having his best year in his NBA career. But fast forward, Josh again was traded to Portland for CJ and Tony and and uh, Larry Nance. Josh loved it so much that not only did he come back to the court the night he was traded, right? But then came back and watched Game Six. He was in the Smoothie King Center, watching Game Six. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. No. Think about it, because he loved it so much.
2: It's really incredible. You heard C.J. McCollum when he first got here, and you mentioned the trade. Todd, look, you travel and you're around these guys here as well. I, I thought. You know, another decision, what Scott was talking about here, too, that you're going to be making and standing pat or whether or not you're doing anything, you know, is um Larry Nance, the impact that guy had from yeah. the tip-ins in, in game four and in six to keep you kind of locked, some of the biggest rebounds and, and, you know, and things of that nature. But more importantly, his attitude. I mean, the guy shows up, first thing happens, I need knee surgery. like could play. But he's tweeting he loves the city. Correct. He loves his teammates. He's, you know – Retweeting what they are saying and things of that nature. And he not only bought in, but, man, you really see the impact he had on this team.
3: And that's what people want here. They want buy-in. They don't want to hear the national, you know, narrative. They don't want to hear it. They right. want to hear people going, I love it here. I want to be here. That's all it takes. That is all it takes. They don't need the... You know, Eric Gordon, I'm going to the electric chair pick. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's Chris, just not gonna Chris, fly. Chris Kamen. Chris Kamen. Eric Gordon. We're going to the electric chair. And now
2: for Ecomina.
3: It's, it's the green that's mile. still,
2: you know what, you should have that somewhere. <laughs> it's the it, green mile pick. It, 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 if yes. this team eventually wins a championship, I think that will. will be one of the, like, where you started and come from <laughs> to that photo is the most I mean, that guy was holding the jersey like it was burning his fingers.
3: You know what I'm talking about, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. I that's mean, why, that's why he gets booed to this day. Yeah. In the King Kings, every time he touches the basketball, it is raining boos on Eric Gordon because of that picture. I, to this day, despise him. There you have it.
4: <laughs> he ranks up. There you have is. Anthony there Davis. Is. There it is. I'm and pulling going it up. back to Baron Davis. <laughs> Because Baron Davis got my dear friend Tim Floyd fired, you know. But oh, Eric Gordon, the, the dude—he just he stole sixty grand from this from this. There suit. it is. There I it mean, is.
2: It literally looks like a mugshot photo. Yes, yeah. I mean it really does. Chris Kamen looks absolutely miserable. Yep. Eric Gordon can't find. Lesser material to hold. And Alfaru Camino looks like he's just along for the ride. He's and literally hey, got he's trouble. Trouble. He's holding that's it by it the t- 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 a <laughs>
4: championship yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's been with a bunch of garbage teams. <laughs> look, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's
3: holding each <laughs> side of the jersey literally <laughs> by the tip <laughs> of a fingernail. He's not uh, even grabbing uh, it. And, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, but again, that's yeah. what CJ, I Larry, mean, look at they their came faces. in right from jump. And yeah. said, "This is where I wanted to be." CJ McCollum said, "This is where I want to be." That's what fans want to hear. Buy in. This is this is the unique city in America. Yep. I mean, how many times you're going to say it? You love us. We love you, man. It's it's very very simple. So it's the, very simple. It's the
2: Sports Hangover, live at Katie's thirty-seven oh one. Iberville is our second Thursday's so with the crew of Katie's. Mr. Scott Craig of. The Katie's Family Restaurants is here with us. The Graph, voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. When we come back, Lee, we will chat with you. And uh, again, if you want to flatter the Graph, you have any questions, you just want to comment on what a season it was. His food has arrived to the table. Maybe I can keep him another second. It's almost like the golf tournament. Almost feel like <laughs> I'm holding you on for one more. Well look, you got to go anyway at 1245. Matt Reiser, head coach of your Southeastern Lions is calling. So one more segment with the Graph. It's the sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans.
0: Time is money.
1: Want more from your bank? Open a Cajun Pride Checking Account at State Bank and Trust Company and enjoy the benefits. Unlimited check writing, overdraft protection, online banking, mobile banking, debit card, ID theft assistance, safe deposit box discounts, prescription drug discounts, shopping, travel, entertainment discounts, and much more. Call or come in for more information about applicable fees and terms. State Bank and Trust Company. Cajun banking. Served just the way you like it. State Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC.
6: Welcome to Allstate, where you can save just by being you. DriveWise and the Allstate mobile app gives you personalized driving feedback. And by adding it to your policy, you can save for driving safe just by being yourself. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click, call, or visit Allstate.com to save today. Not available in every state. Savings based on DriveWise and other safe driving discounts. Savings vary. Subject to terms and
0: conditions. Allstate and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.
1: Chrissy is refinancing her home, so she shopped around for the lowest rate and found it at Amerisave.com, setting her up for a lifetime of savings. It's one decision she'll never regret, unlike wearing tap shoes to a surprise party.
0: Sorry, guys. Just trying to find the perfect
7: hiding place.
1: Pretty regrettable, Chrissy. Unlike finding that low mortgage rate at Amerisave.com that's got you on your way to a lifetime of savings. Amerisave's rates won't be this low forever, so go to Amerisave.com now. Lower mortgage rates mean higher savings. Call 866 514 or visit Amerisave.com slash licensing for cost information, terms, and conditions. Equal housing lender. licensed in all states except New York. NMLS number 1168.
0: Got a hot take? Everybody listen up! Let's hear it! Call us at 800-998-1003. Answer that phone! Or tweet us at ESPN Radio NOLA. Now, back to the sports hangover with Gus Cattingell.
2: Oh my gosh. Scott, is, uh, is that the Terra, is that the Terra Nova over there? Is that the Terra Nova? Is that what that is over there? Is the Yardbird? Um, the, the yard yeah. Yikes. I think the graph is gonna get a pizza. You're gonna it's get a Brad pizza? Bird. Oh, the Bradbird. Italian sausage, pepperoni, ham, and bacon. Lee, I'm hungry. How are you today, sir?
5: Oh, ravenous, man. I'm going to have to stop through there, man. Sounds good. Everything sounds great on that menu. I had to come check that out. Hey, I called, guys. Um, Grab, I don't know if you remember this, but back the Portland Trailblazer game, just before the season ended, uh, when they would give a shout-outs to the former Pelicans, did you hear the round, the round, the standing ovation that Josh Hart received? It was, it was so, it was so moving, man. He had to get up off the bench and just, you know, I almost feel like he was tearing up a little bit. And, and I'm telling you, man, that, I know that guy wanted to be here. He, I think he still wants to be here. And if I'm the Pelican, I'm looking to see if I could work something out where I could get him back in the uniform for next year, because we need guys like that on this team. It's yeah, total look, buy-in. I, I total tell you, buy-in.
3: Lee, it's interesting you said that, and I did hear the ovation that Josh got, and it was well-deserved. And I, I saw one of Josh's tweets during game six, and right. I'm chuckling, just because, you know, Josh yeah. is one of the guys, you know, he yeah. came. he came to New Orleans when I started along with Brandon. And um, I, I was thinking about Josh sitting – in the seats during game six, looking around, going, what in the world yeah. is going... Like, the atmosphere in the smooth... Because he'd never experienced anything like that, anything other than maybe Zion's debut. Right. But that wasn't even a playoff game. You know, Josh had to be going, oh, my goodness. And he actually put out a tweet saying that the Smoothie King Center was bumping and he'd never seen anything like that. <laughs> right. So, you know, I, I just... Yeah. It, it was... It was great to see him come back because, again, he bought in. He bought it. He was one of the guys, when he came to New Orleans, he bought it. He in. said, don't trade me. Right.
4: Absolutely. You so, know, Game 4 had to be the most electric I've ever seen this movie, King if, since if 2008. If Dave
5: Griffin listen to us at all, if he's listening at all, he needs to, I'm telling you, I, maybe there's something to work out to get him back here, man, but that would be great. And um, also, a little birdie's been chirping that uh, Damon Little is liking what he sees. He's really liking what he sees. In a reunion with we'll Seaton McCullough, would, would be something he would welcome. That's what I'm hearing. I'm not sure it's going to happen, but I'm just saying, I mean, you talk about him possibly coming here with Zion on the squad, and then we have a high enough draft pick that might be enticing enough to the trailblazers to pull, to pull that off. Or, you know we're getting the Lakers pick. But right now it's probably the eighth. But who knows if it goes even lower, you know, or even higher? How you are looking at it? That could be a possibility. We could reunite them and, and, and CJ on this team with Zion and Bi. Man, I, no, I mean, I,
2: I hear you. I, I would. I will. i only say this, and I think Ali Cosell brought this up. Um, that's a good point, Todd. Too. At, at some point with Zion's extension. <laughs> With McCollum at 30-plus, with B.I., Th- there's right. only so much you can sort of go into the luxury tax and things of that nature. And I actually think with Zayonte, would be into that luxury tax threshold. So you add Dane. Um, no way. You know, Todd's not going to have any money. because they can't pay for So Damian, we'll at some to. point, you look at it from that perspective, I hear you. The beauty of it, though, is, like, the fact that you do bring up, and as he brings up, that other players, and you saw during the playoffs – in particular after the game six loss, guys, comment on Willie Green's emotion. The amount of players, media members or blue check marks, the people that responded to the emotion of Willie Green crying and seeing Monty Williams console him and tell him that he go it was incredible that you had player after player after player saying, that guy cares. I want to play for him. Like, that's incredible. Like, he sold this program without even
3: knowing he sold it, right? Uh, look, uh, and uh, I know you've been talking yep. about best moment, best game, yeah. the whole deal. That's why that Clipper game, that play-in game, without question, is the moment of the season. The speech. And might Well, not even the speech. Yeah, but just the way they played. But, but to come back, look, Gus, that third quarter – I mean, JD, J.D. was literally keeping me suscitated, if you will. <laughs> he didn't have to resuscitate me. He was just keeping me breathing because right. the season was disintegrating right before our eyes. I mean, like, everything we had done, we got there, we got there, we built the, build the big lead up in the first half, and that third quarter was a team that I had not watched in a month. It's like, what in the world is going on? And J.D. was like, keep calling, man. It's okay. It's okay. And obviously what happened in the second half or in the fourth quarter happened. Well, we had Trey Murphy on the post game right after the game's over. He, and we're, and we're interviewing him. And JD's like, well, what, what happened from between the third quarter and the fourth quarter? He goes, Willie Green, man. Willie Green. He, he just, he kept believing in us. And we didn't know. We had had no idea about that speech. We had no idea until we got back to the hotel or, or we're, or we're on the bus and reading Twitter. We had no clue that that was even uttered. But it, it's just, what he has done has just, just that, he was a stabilizing force in the chaos. I'm telling you, yeah. it was, it could have gotten completely out of control in late October and November where we're looking at each other going, are we ever going to win another game? Right. Because that's right. how bad it
4: was. What stood out to
5: me and and that, that let, that would, is
4: that speech is going to go down and be replayed. Right over and over and over for for years, not just for us, but for other teams. Well, and, and to finish my point, the fact that
3: we came back and won that Clipper game and got us into the playoffs themselves, that's six more games that people around the country had no idea about the New Orleans Pelicans. Good point. Right. Yeah. So that Clipper game expanded the Pelican audience, if you will, the people that had no clue about New Orleans Pelicans right. basketball. Up until you gave the best team in the NBA all they, all they could handle and then so. And
2: what stood out to me guys about that as well, and you heard him say it Friday, that that speech, um is that the barge by the way, that just <laughs> got put on the table? That, that is the focus, barge. Focus Gus. Oh my. Focus. It, it was took supposed le- to ring the bell. It's the length of the table.
4: It is man. It's a whole length. <laughs> focus got, Gus. You, got, you gotta
3: go look <laughs> at Where is it? <laughs>
4: It's a whole lot.
2: You gotta <laughs> go look at that. It's That's got, got about three pounds you of to, seafood. You need to it. take a picture of that. I gotta take a picture. Of that. Anyway, the thing that stood out to me was that you saw, um, you, you heard him say that all that came from doubt, self doubt, the the fact that he felt. I, I love the, the ability to be able to sort of admit what we feel, Todd. You do it as a broadcaster. Us. I do it as a broadcaster where a, a three will go down in the game that I'm calling. I'm like, it's over. Like, we're not going to win this game. I feel it. You feel it. Players feel it. I love the authenticity. I love the openness. I, I love him saying, I'm standing there, and I was like, well, we had a nice season. It's over. It's over. Like that's something you say, Todd. I, I, and for him to say, "Well, wait a minute, I got to pick myself up," and then for him to say, "Well, if I'm feeling this, he, Todd, that when, when I heard him say that Friday, my respect level even jumped because he's authentic.
3: Well, he's real. He's, he's all, not
2: Mr. Tough, you know. Because so he, he's he, not
3: that far removed from being a player either. Oh, exactly. I mean, he he retired. What he, he and Chris Paul were were playing with each other. You know, uh, they're on the same team. Yeah. So, you know, that's he, he's got here, he's got the perspective of a player, and as a young, budding head coach who went through trials and tribulations that really no coach. I mean, his first media day as head coach. Oh, uh, Zion Williamson's not going to be playing. I mean, yeah. that's the first thing that. That's exactly. the first thing that yeah. we all realize. introductory first-
2: press conference. Well, I haven't heard from
3: him yet, but I'm sure we'll, we'll talk.
2: And he won't, <laughs> he won't be
3: available, to, you know, for, during training yeah. camp, huh? And, and you've we-
2: talked about this here as well as we go to Mr. Black, who is probably driving around right now trying to find somewhere to park or he's going to honk at us. But, Todd, the other thing, too, about Willie Green is, yes, these six games are great experience, as he mentioned, for his players, but it's for him. It's completely different coaching in the playoffs, knowing the emotion, Knowing the guys are going up against the, you know, I mean, I think those six games against Monty in a playoff game, not not at practice. Hey, you got a squad, I got a squad. Monty's trying to win, and oh, and, no and, and he's making the adjustments to beat you. So for him to kind of go back and forth with him like that, I think is going to make him even better.
3: It took, and again, just kind of reliving the whole thing. It took three Herculean efforts. From Chris Paul yeah. to win that series for the Phoenix Suns, fourteen for fourteen. I mean, come on, man. I mean, <laughs> who, I mean, this, Chris Paul no, couldn't know. go out there no, in practice, I know, and make fourteen shots in a row. That's what I said. It, it's, yeah. it, it took that to beat the Pelicans, who, by the way, had one really good shooting game in that series, and that was Game Two. That was it,
2: Mister Black. What you got for us, buddy?
5: Oh, good evening. How y'all doing today? Doing good, bud. All right, I got some bad news. I'm out here in Covington, Mississippi, working oh, out here today. Oh, uh, you're, saying, you're uh, looking for the drug. I need drug. You to do me a favor, though. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm out here working today. I need to fix. I need you to us uh, on the radio his address and what time he opens sad is and what time he closes sad. I'm gonna come personally on my own time, sad, to come see y'all. Saturdays, food out.
2: Scott. What time? We, what yeah, time you guys open here Saturday? Eleven. Eleven. Eleven.
5: Come right, on, I'll man. Eleven, up. baby. Again. Yeah. Uh, you saw me when I came to the other one right off the hammer. Yeah, no, so. we saw you. We saw you. We saw you. We saw you we saw now you, you. now you owe me a Why I told you
4: yesterday who is the MVP of the team? You said Willie Green. Come on, Willie Green. Willie Green. It's hard, dog. Well, it's well, got to be a player, him. but you know, yeah. yeah. Who would you no, say? Yeah, Scott? It has to be a player. Um, you know, you have a valid point with with um, Willie Green, um, Herb, Herb Jones, uh-huh. but. I mean, you, you just can't That's overlook a only, though. what Bi became <laughs> this year. You know, yeah. and going back to Chris Paul, does he make those shots if Zion's on the team? Does he go fourteen? 14? Tell you, he's got it. He's got a,
3: look. <laughs> he go it. Look, he did it last, last night too. Yeah, he, did. he did the same thing to the Dallas Mavericks. He's, he's aggravating an a little putt, yeah. Yes, like, and I was go going. On. I'm kind of glad that he did it. That he's doing it against Dallas because yeah. it just didn't seem like he was taking it out on us. But he just has a knack <laughs> of getting to a spot. I, I mean, it's, and, and if he is, if he is the, from free throw line in, it's going in. It's going in. It is going in. Yeah. I mean, but usually not burned, to the tune the of 14 burn. or 14. So, so don't
4: let him get inside the free
3: throw line. Well, again, that's easier said yeah. than done. Yeah, that guy. Just, Everybody's tried to do it. He's and my that, age. He is the leading scorer in the fourth quarter. Kick him in the boys. By far. <laughs> yeah. In the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. And hey, look,
5: you see how he kept switching on the Good Boy? Number 77, seven. Every time whoever was checking him, he wanted that pick. Bring yep. him over here. I want no, he was here.
3: waiting for Luca.
2: No, I love it.
5: All right, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Black, I got to get I'm to the like, break, man. Wow. We can
2: call Matt Riser. Thank you so yeah, much, we're bud. Going, I, I'll yep, be you too. Don't forget
5: to
2: the address. Sounds good. Thirty-seven oh one Iberville. Just put in Katie's oh, on he, any he single map still, bro, app that home. you have, and it will find it. I promise. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it, uh, graph Memphis and Golden State's contentious, huh? How do you think that's going to be on Saturday?
3: I'm just going to say this. <laughs> Never in my wildest dreams uh-huh. did I think that I would ever be pulling for the Golden State Warriors. There you go. I'll leave it at that. You
2: will leave it at that. Thanks for stopping by, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Scott. There he goes. Thank what you, Craig. Matt Riser, head coach of the Southeastern Lions. We'll chat with him as we do on Thursdays. Mike Silva, head coach of the Nickel Colonel Baseball. Program will join us at 1:15. That's it. Rest of the show, Scott and I will yip yap. I got all of the Honey Badger sound yesterday. We'll get into that next hour as well. So, support take over live from Katie on ESPN New Orleans.
6: My big brother and I believe that seniors who are about to graduate are a very special group with a very special future. If you have a senior at home, I bet you feel just like we do. If you want to do something really special for graduation this year, come to Ramsey's. We've got a plan. A Louisiana state of mind is the pendant to have. Because there's no place like home. It's a solid silver Louisiana with a diamond New Orleans. Just $129. And we have them in gold with a bigger diamond and a Florida League. We also have the incredibly famous Circle of Love Diamond Pendant. Time is measured in minutes. But life is measured in moments. $149, 229 and 499 Or you can go big. How big? Big diamond solitaire studs. Big. She'll be wearing those diamond studs with pride for the rest of her life.
1: The largest diamond store in Louisiana is Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers, on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. It's the Memorial Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's Gus
2: Kattengill with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or the View on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams. You'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a brother martin grad thursdays from 12 to 3 is the sports hangover with the crew of katie's on espn new orleans
1: can we talk sports real sports give us a hot spoonful of your opinion now back to the sports hangover with gus Katengau.
2: Each and every Thursday we like to talk a little college baseball as well. Thursday's around this time, Mr. Matt Reiser, head coach of the Southeastern Lions. Coach, I didn't forget about you last Thursday. It was the NFL draft. <laughs> it was game six of, um, you know, the NBA playoffs with the Pelicans. And the gentleman to my left, Ty Graffanini, would have, he wouldn't have been happy, you know, if uh, I didn't talk Pelicans. So you can blame him for bumping you from your spot last week.
7: Hey, no, I'm good with it, man. There's a lot of things going on in springtime, right? You got the draft, got the NBA playoff, man, the Pelicans, run on a little roll there. It's good to see, man. It's good to see.
3: Co- Coach Riser. it's Graf. I just want to tell you, uh, great job. You're doing fantastic as always. Keep up the good work, man.
7: Well, yeah, I appreciate it, buddy, man. It's uh, good to hear your voice, dude. It'd be better to see your face, but it's good to hear your voice. <laughs>
2: Well, I tell you what, if you're not busy on Thursdays, man, any of the Katie's family restaurants, Todd now knows he can stop by and get some food. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> He'll be here having fun. No where to find For know. sure. I, love it. I hear you, man. Um, dude, the, the, the Southland Conference is something else right now, huh? I mean, you got a three-way tie in first place, and then you guys are 9-9 nine nine with two other teams here as well. You said that the conference was gonna be uh, a tight one. It's gonna go down to the final couple of weekends here, isn't it?
7: Yeah, it is. It's a mess. Uh, that, that's probably the best way to describe it, you know. And uh, yeah, it's been just a different year, obviously, with, with a lot of different stuff going on. But uh, we knew it would be tight with only having 24 games in conference play this year. This is the least amount of conference games we've ever played since I've been around the South. You know, we were at 33 when I first got here 15 years ago. We went down to 30. Went to the 40 last year off through the COVID stuff and didn't know about the non-conference play and how that was going to play out. So to be down to 24 games, you knew it was going to be a lot tighter and every game have a some more meaning to it. Two series to go.
2: you got HBU this weekend, which we'll get into, LSU on Tuesday on the 10th. And then, Coach, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Thibodeau against first-place Nichols. you the- Let's kind of talk to a little bit about them here in a quick sec. We'll talk with Coach Silva as we normally do at 115. But in his first year there, what kind of baseball team have they become since the beginning of the season?
7: Yeah, you know, Coach Silva's done a good job. It just, you know, sometimes we get some new energy in there, man. The kids uh, really get into it and get off their a good start, man. And uh, they've handled the, the small little bump road that they've had. And uh, done a fantastic job of kind of riding that momentum and that wave. You know, they got a few players in there that, that were signed that came in and really performed for them. The Alvarez kid sticks out, So many left in the here they've got, and also they've got some guys that come back and been a year better. You know, I think about the shortstop at Parker Purdue man, it's had a nice year as well. So, uh, you know, he's got two former Lions on his staff. I think he made a really smart hire there doing that, to get those guys in there with that mentality to, to help him change that thing down there and do what they got to do, and yeah, they've got it rolling, man. Uh, they're bought in and believe in what they're doing, and they've got two weeks left. The good thing is we still got them left and, and at their place, so it gets to turn the save a little bit.
2: From so the last time I talked to you guys, um, you know, you had gone through a stretch where you lost some games. You, you said, hey, let's everybody relax. Let's kind of restart from scratch. You did one couple of series, uh, faced my Southern mm-hmm. School the Eagles a couple of times, swept the yep. UNO, which I thought was a big series there, and then McNeese happy where you get swept, but you bounce back, coach, and you win this past weekend. At Northwestern State, taking two of three. It kind of seems like a team, man, that's that's resilient and kind of learned maybe your earlier lessons and maybe ready for these final two weekends, huh?
7: Yeah, absolutely. That's what I kind of talked to the guys with yesterday. You know, we're, we're still writing the story, man. The final chapter would be a fun one to write. Last couple of weeks going and going into postseason play. And, you know, there's plenty of Cinderella stories in this. And, you know, everybody's got their rhyme and reasons why they didn't get off the great start. Maybe the pieces didn't come together, maybe you had some new players in there that are trying to feel their way out. Maybe it was just a puffer of injuries, you get a few guys back, maybe you don't get those guys back and the guys gotta fill in and finally figure it out. So, um, you know, we, we talked about this final chapter we're writing. They we did that total reset that we kinda talked about after that nine game boost streak and it's been much better since then. Um, you know, really besides that couple of walk off losses there to, to McNeese, it's been our main hiccup uh in the last, you know, month and a half and, and playing much better baseball, but Again, some guys are doing a good job just solidifying some roles. Adam Goose, the true freshman that we have that, you know, we didn't really anticipate throwing a ton this year for us. He's now kind of, you know, settled into that Saturday role. He's really good this past weekend again against Northwestern State. Uh, he's going to go on Friday for us this week. Unfortunately, we've got another injury. Our, our Friday night guy, Will Kinsley, will be out this week due to a sprained MCL. He wow. just, uh, you know, yeah, he was a warrior last week, man. He, he had the sprain at McNeese and, uh, fought through it, fought through it last week, hopping out to the mound, got five innings out of him. but, uh, we're just wow. trying try to give him a little bit of rest and hopefully get him ready for the Commerce Tournament. So yeah, we're, we're down to the point now where we've <laughs> lost everybody that was supposed to be in a rotation, but the good thing is, you know, we're, we're, we anticipate that stuff now in all honesty. Uh, so guys have really stepped up in roles for us. You know, I go back to that weekend that we swept, you know, that you talked about. <clears throat> Hunter O'Toole was a guy that we had removed off the, out of the rotation, you know, was, was struggling, kind of getting out of the early part of the innings and, uh, you know, all of a sudden we kind of cycle back through this thing, throw so him in a midweek game. He starts the opening game against UNO, gets a really, really quality start out of him there. So he'll get that opportunity again this weekend at some point in time, Saturday, Sunday, two up up to Friday. So, you know, guys are just doing a good job of stepping up. And it's a resilient group, man. I, I, I told you the same way I told some other folks, man, this is not the record that we want overall. Right. Uh, but, you know, I'm better in this place right now than I have been in some years and being the flip side of it. <laughs> Just fighting some things, right? I think this crew's done a really good job of just continuing to show up every day and work and not making excuses. And we talked about that yesterday. You know, uh, everything we've gone through can be, can be the excuse of why we didn't get it done or it can be the reason why we had success. And so, uh, I think they've done a good job of taking on that mentality. And like I said, this final chapter we're going to write here in the next couple of weeks will be a fun one to write.
2: Speaking with head coach Matt Reiser, the Southeastern Alliance for another couple of minutes here. I know the graph was still sitting in my life. He's, you he pitched, but I can't imagine what an MCL would be five innings. To go out there and yeah. do that, but, you know, in sitting here and talking with Todd as, as many years as I had too, that a rotation and at least knowing on a, on a certain day of the week, on a Friday or Saturday of, of what you can get, that, that helps, right? You kind of know what to do. The fact that you just say what you just said, that you're starting rotation that you thought you were going to have, you don't have anymore, that's, that, that's difficult to kind of, um, to overcome and compensate, isn't it? Sometimes. So, I mean, it's incredible that you guys are even just two games out.
7: Yeah, well, and that's exactly the, the thing that we looked at. We looked at a half full, you know, uh, you can say it's difficult to overcome, or you can say it's a great opportunity for some guys to really step up. And, and I point. think that's what we've done a good job of. You know, they've, they've done that. Andrew Landry's a guy we moved out of the bullpen into starting rotation stuff and started on Sundays to kind of open up with, you know, we're still building the pitch count to points where we can actually be like a starter, right? Um, you know, we've done that the last couple weekends with him on Sundays. And uh, again, man, just kind of, hey man, next man up mentality has been a really good mentality for us. and. Found final ways to win. I thought we found a really, really good way to win there on Friday night at Northwestern. You know, we were down four to one and came back, scored I don't know five runs in the last two ends. So again, it's a resilient group, Gus, uh, that I've enjoyed coaching, enjoyed being around, and uh, you know, it's senior weekend for us this weekend with HBU being in town and be a great weekend to send them out on the high note with the pat and hopefully, you know, get some postseason play here as well if we can get this one or two seed locked up.
2: Alright, Coach, so you got HBU, no midweek game this week. What can we expect from HBU over in Hammond on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday?
7: Yeah, you know, a lot of returns on the mound for him from last year. Uh, they're, they're, both of them are in different roles except for the one Saturday guy who's been pretty consistent for him, uh, and has been the race all year long. You know, they moved one of the, the starters from last year into uh, a bullpen role that he's been really successful out of. And, Another guy, we had the four-game series last year, so I think another one that started against us has been a closing role for him as well. So, you know, with those guys on the bump, they've had success. Uh, you know, overall, the numbers, I think they've just done a good job of finding ways to win games. In all honesty, you know, no number's going to pop out on paper as far as what their ERA is or what their batting average is or run scored. But um, obviously, they're sitting in the first place for a reason. And, and knowing Lance Bergman as a player, watching him, right, uh, growing up, you know, he had a mentality about himself of uh, being a winner and being a competitor. And I'm sure he's brought that mentality to that staff and obviously to that team as well. So when they get in a close ball game, man, they're finding ways to, to win them, especially here as of late. You know, they got their first, uh, sweep of the, of the series, uh, in conference play last week against UIW. So they'll come in feeling good about themselves. But, you know, again, they got to come into Hammond America. And, uh, you know, and obviously we've got senior weekend going on. We got a, a group that's ready to make this last run.
2: Okay, Todd and I just looked at each other with Lance Berkman. Wow. I mean, I remember watching. Yeah. I, have say, I have no Coach, idea, Coach, Coach Reiser. Coach,
4: Coach, Scott Craig here. I need you to take it easy on my privateers, man. You swept us. <laughs> <laughs> when we were on a roll, we go into Southeast and it gets, we go into Hammond and get swept. Yeah. Come on, man. It wasn't it's, even close. It's this conference. It is. Yeah, man. you got to return
7: the favor sometimes. You know, we were <laughs> rolling last year. We rolled rolling in the door. it got beat three out of four. So, sometimes you got to return the favor.
2: <laughs> yeah, Thanks. <laughs> well, all right, Coach. Well, hopefully, um,
7: you know, it's
2: going to be, look, I, these next two weeks, this is what you want, though, right? I mean, Todd, I mean, as a competitor, this is what you want. You want it kind of in your hands. You can't control certain things. But if you go out there and take care of your business and then see what the records are, and I guess that's all you could really hope for with all the things you guys have gone through. If next weekend in Thibodeau is for the, you know, the regular season conference championship, uh, I think I think you'd take that, wouldn't you?
7: Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, that's what we talked about again with these guys, man. Just continue to focus on us. You know, don't, don't get in the score watch. I heard a little bit of it on Sunday and probably should address it before the game. More questions. You know, the guys, hey, man, HBU did this and McNeese did this and Nichols did this. Hey, and, and, man, we can't control what they do. Only the thing we can do is control what we do. And, uh, when we do what we do and we're focused and we control what, um, you know, we can be in control of, we, we're a good club and a good team. We get started focused on other things and outside noises than off uh, so you can get distracted and, and not play very well. So, I told them that's going to be our main deal, you know, down the stretch. And then as as it continues to increase, right, each week, uh, there's more and more pressure to win. Uh, there's more and more at stake to win, right, all the way down to the last game, of have got and in Omaha. There's going to be more and more noise of it, right? You're going to see more fans of the game. You're going to have uh, more people involved, more people watching. It's easy to go and, and watch somebody else play and try to focus on what they're doing to see what, you know, it could affect you and I said, man, just keep it real, real simple, man. Let's do a good job of focusing on us and go win a day tomorrow.
2: Matt Reiser, head coach of the Southeastern Lions. Always appreciated, Coach. We'll talk again next week. Maybe we'll do Wednesday since you guys play on a Thursday after that LSU game. We'll, we'll be in touch, man. Thank you, bud. Sounds
7: good, guys. Appreciate it, guys. Him, good coach. Talks, we talk. See you, buddy.
2: Sounds good. At lineup baseball over on Twitter. You can go to... the athletic website, lionsports.net. Todd, we've got about 15 seconds before we go to the break. You're a Dodger guy. He's a Cardinal guy. I'm a Cub guy. be nice to get the double-digit wins at some point
3: for my Cubs. you are in first place. I don't know about you. (laughs) Uh, Actually, it's uh, Dodgers-Cubs this weekend. Oh, really? Sunday night baseball at Wrigley. How
2: about I bet you uh, a pizza
3: from Katie's? I'll bet you. (laughs) I don't want to um, talk about the Cardinals,
2: man. I'll bet
4: you anything you want against the Dodgers. And see, really?
3: At least we got something yeah. in common Why are here. you picking on Cardinals. my birds, man? Yeah. That that nobody is the, likes the Cardinals. The Giants are the rivalry. The Cardinals are the nemesis.
2: Oh. Right, because
4: we, we tend uh, to win when we need to win. Uh, That's aware. all the
2: time I got. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. There he goes. We come back. Hour two. Let's uh go over Scott.
3: What the honey badger had to say. Yesterday we'll do that next on ESPN New Orleans.